Happy Wednesday, everybody. Well, it may not be Wednesday exactly when you're listening to this, but it's Wednesday right now as I'm recording it. So nonetheless, happy Wednesday, everybody. I am your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. You know it's the Nexus Podcast, and you are tuned in today for this 11th episode. And today, where I'm going to answer a very simple question that I've often been asked in my time practicing as a chiropractor, and even before then when I was teaching in the high school system back in Indiana, the question is this. Why would a kid need chiropractic care? So I want you to kick back, relax, and tune in to this 11th episode where I talk about kids, presence, and all the science you need to know on why it's important to have kids well-adjusted from day one. Let me just start by sharing a simple story that happened to me almost a year ago to the day uh, last year. So this was in 2018. It was right around July. I had a guy come up to me at an event my wife and I were at. We were obviously just hanging out, letting people know about Nexus Family Chiropractic, preaching this word of natural health and healing from the inside out, not needing any drug, surgery, or anything externally to help keep you functioning at your best. And this guy comes up with his kids as he sees we have this table of Play-Doh set out in front of our tent. And he comes up, and as he comes up, he has a look on his face like he's going to be very condescending to me. And this is what he says. He said, oh man, you must just see so many kids with low back pain. I can't believe kids have low back pain. It's just unreal. So with this condescending tone, he starts having this conversation with me um, where he's basically saying that I'm trying to lure parents to get their kids under care because of low back pain. Now, if you are a client in our office, you know I love to tell people that I am not the pain doctor. Of course, I can get you out of pain, but it's only because we stimulate the brain in a certain way that allows you to function better, that allows you to heal better, that allows you to get rid of your pain on your own. Now, neither here nor there is this guy is telling me this. I'm thinking all these things in the back of my head. And I wanted to get very, very, very pissed off with him. I wanted to get fired up. I wanted to yell at him. I actually wanted to shake him a little bit and just wish and hope and really instill the knowledge of the fact that chiropractic care is not about pain. What it's actually about is a brain. You've heard me say this before. And one of the things I'm super passionate about is taking care of kids. Now, some people think this is a sales pitch. And then if that's you, that's fine. I would love for you to continue to listen and see why it's not. So one of the things that often comes up, parents ask me this all the time. I literally had this question last week as I have a mom. After she has her baby on July 4th, she comes into our office and here's what she says to me. She says, Dr. Daniel, I have my four-day-old baby. Can you check and adjust her? Now, most people would think this is insane. Why would a four-day-old child need chiropractic care? And the fact of the matter is this. The child didn't need chiropractic care. Mom wanted her child to have chiropractic care because she understands the value and the importance of having this baby's healthy brain developing from its very first breath of life. And so she had me adjust her daughter. It's very light force. Her daughter immediately had a dirty diaper right after, which is an indicator to me that we took her daughter out of stress mode and into healing mode, into a place of parasympathetic. So this is what we're gonna talk about today. I'm gonna give you a little bit of science, a little bit of research. I've done a bunch of this. I'm super passionate about it, as you can probably imagine. And you hear me almost yelling into the microphone right now. So I'm gonna try and calm myself just a little to talk about it. But we're gonna talk about childhood stress because one of the things, like I said, parents always want to ask, well, why would my kid need adjusted? Or my kid doesn't have any issues. Why would they need to get adjusted? 
So I was literally sitting at lunch today with a friend, and one of the things he was mentioning to me is his two-year-old child is having difficulty sleeping. Now, the pediatricians just told him that it's totally normal. Some kids need less sleep than others, which I absolutely agree with. But if this child has difficulty sleeping, I see this all the time. Kids who have difficulty sleeping when they're younger end up being older kiddos with anxiety, depression, other kind of labeled as learning disabilities sometimes. And I'm here to set the record straight and tell you that not sleeping for a child is not normal. It is not normal. It may be common, but it's not normal. And so here's where we get into the conversation of why chiropractic care for children specifically. So I want to go back to a study that was done in the 90s, and they've done tons of these. You heard me mention this a little bit in the Origins episode. If you haven't heard me talk about my teaching experience, it will set the context for you. I'm not going to talk about it now. Um, But one of the things that has been found over and over and over again, uh, two researchers in particular named Evans and Schomburg in this research article titled Childhood Poverty, Chronic Stress, and Adult Working Memory. And so they found two things very interesting in this study. So what they did is they looked at kids who were under stress as children, and they wanted to know those kids who were under stress as when they were younger, how did they turn out in the real world later in life? And here's what they found. They found that, and I'm quoting directly from the research, just so you know, it is, it said, they said, a plausible contributor to the income achievement gap. So in other words, how much money some, someone makes and how successful they are in their life, a pro- plausible contributor to income achievement gap is working memory impairments caused by stress-related damage to the brain during childhood. So if you want your kid to make more money, it might be important to address the stress that they are under when they are young. I'll get to where that stress comes from in just a second. The next thing they say, go on to say in the study is chronically elevated physiological stress. So stress, anytime you get that heart rate, when you think of something bad that happened to you, getting in a car accident, someone cuts you off in traffic, you get a bad email from your boss, you have this anxiety because you have a a presentation coming up the next day, whatever it is, you know what it feels like to be stressed out. Chronically elevated physiological stress is a plausible model for how poverty, and they're defining poverty as stress, could get into the brain and eventually interfere with achievement. So they're using poverty and stress interchangeably. In other words, saying that in order to have a productive, present, healthy child, you have to address their stress when they're young have to address their stress when they're young. So the question then becomes this, and I know you're already wondering it, so let's set the record straight. How would a four-day-old baby, like I shared in this story with you, how would the kiddo who's two years old and still not sleeping well, how would they get stressed? They're just two-year-old kids. All they get to do is play. How could they possibly be under any stress? Well, straight out of the Merck manual, you will find that they say a significant contributor to stress is the birthing process in childhood. And many newborns are born with stress during the birthing process. So there's a tremendous amount of stress on the nervous system of a child during the birthing process. There's also a tremendous amount of stress on the kiddo from a mom who was chronically stressed during her pregnancy. So what does this mean? If stress hormones are floating around in mom's bloodstream while she is pregnant with the child, those stress hormones are going into the baby's body, priming the baby's brain to be stressed out. And this is a lot of times why we see very, very stressed out moms who have difficulty delivering their kiddos naturally. And sometimes they have to go do C-sections or they have to get inducted or the baby doesn't want to come out because the baby's like, hey, it's crazy out there. She's so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. I'm not even born yet. I don't want to go out there. I don't know what's going on out there. It's crazy. So 
if we have these stress hormones floating around in the bloodstream while mom is pregnant, it will negatively influence the development of this little one's brain. So when we go back to this conversation about stress from Evans and Schomburg, one of the things that we can look at and see is kids who have chronic stress from childhood will literally have different brains. Now there's a book, I haven't, you may have heard me talk about it before, but I haven't mentioned it on this podcast. Uh, the book is called How Children Succeed by Ta Paul Tuff. And in this book, Paul Tuff talks a lot about how children are actually successful. And one of the things that they find, much like Evans and Schomburg, is that the stress a kiddo is under when they are young will ultimately determine how successful they are in the future. And when I say success, we could define success a number of ways. So one way we could define success is how much money someone is making. Another way we could define success is simply whether they get a divorce or not. Another way we could define success is simply whether there's drug addiction or drug abuse later on in someone's life. And so all of these things, plus a number of other indicators, including health, uh, how, how many times someone goes to the ER, how many, if someone has diabetes or heart disease later in life, all of these things that they found is that kids who are under more stress have more disease. Kids who are under more stress make more money. Kids who are under more stress use more drugs. Kids who are under more stress get more like, are more likely to get addicted to alcohol and drugs. So anyway, long story short being that stress is the cause of the problem. Stress in itself isn't bad though. So you're probably wondering like, all right, well, for a two-year-old or maybe a three-year-old or maybe a newborn baby, what are some causes of stress? And here they go. Um, feeling like a kiddo has to be perfect. Where does that come from? It comes from the parent. Feeling like you're not good enough. Any kind of conflict, fear of failure, limiting beliefs, frustration, feeling like you have to please everyone, hassles, illness, life changes, moving houses, dealing with the divorce of your parents. It could be having a parent who's an alcoholic. It could simply just be the birthing process itself as being something physically stressful. Getting in a car accident is physically stressful. So when we're talking about really, really young kids, obviously they don't have the feeling of having to be perfect. They don't have the feeling of not having to be good enough, but they may have had these stress hormones floating around in their brain and their bloodstream debilitating the way that their brain is actually functioning and dealing with the world around it. So the question then becomes, what can we do in order to address the stress that comes from the birthing process and the stress that all of our kids are under? Well, Dr. Joan Fallon, uh, she did a study and she found that births on first time mothers who use chiropractic care were 24% shorter and moms who had given, given birth one time before had a reduction of almost 39% in their average labor time. So what does this mean? In terms of delivering a baby, um, chiropractic care helps speed up the delivery process. In other words, it also decreases the amount of stress that a kiddo is put under during the labor process. Now, this is important because one of the things that we often see is that pregnant moms have kids who are naturally calmer. I don't know how many parents I've talked to who have multiple kids and they only got chiropractic care with their second or with the third kid and they notice that that kiddo is distinctively different in the way they feed and in the way that they have dirty diapers and their energy levels and the way that they sleep. All of these things right off of the bat from breath one. Just because mom's nervous system was better able to deal with stress Therefore, baby didn't have the stress hormones floating around in its system, and it could actually start functioning better from breath one, even in utero. So then we get into, well, what happens as our kids get older? Well, now as our kids get older, you and I both know that when we were children, I didn't have a cell phone. 
I didn't have an iPad. Much of our games were outside playing, exploring, learning new things. Today is very, very different. So one of the biggest sources of stress in our kids who are just a little bit older is technology. And so there's a Huffington Post article in which the author talks about how inactivity along with computers like tablets, like cell phones, and he says they're, quote, resulting in delays in attaining childhood developmental milestones with subsequent negative impact on basic foundation skills for achieving literacy. He also goes on to say, children's developing sensory motor and attachment systems have not biologically evolved to accommodate the use of technology and not being active. An increase of physical and psychological and behavioral disorders that the health education systems are just beginning to detect, diagnosis of ADHD, autism, coordination disorder, developmental delays, unintelligible speech, and a bunch of others are associated with technology overuse. And here's where it really, really gets interesting. In this article, if you're interested, just reach out to me. You can email me at frontdesk at nexusfamilychiropractic.com. I would be glad to send you any of this research if you're interested in it. Um, One of the things that they found in this article is that movement, touch, human connection, and connection to nature ensure normal development of posture, of coordination, of optimal arousal states, and self-regulation necessary. So in other words, what they're finding is that kiddos who delay using technology, kids who were active, who were outside playing in nature, actually experience less stress because sitting and being on technology is a stress to the body in and of itself because we have not adapted to deal with the technology. So this negatively affects how the brain is developing. What does this look like? In the classroom, a kid who doesn't wanna sit and concentrate when the teacher is talking but they wanna get up and run around and we just make them sit in a seat, this would be labeled as ADD, ADHD, some kind of behavioral disorder when actually it's just a kid being a kid trying to do what kids were designed to do. And see, this is the problem is that earlier and earlier and earlier, not only are we putting our kids in front of technology, but we are also trying to teach them skills that they are not ready to learn yet sooner and sooner and sooner. I don't know how many parents I talked to who are concerned that their kids don't know the colors, that their kids don't know the alphabet, that their kids can't count yet, that their kids can't read yet, and they wanna get them into preschool sooner and sooner. Is my kid at two and a half too young to go to preschool? Is my kid at three years old too young to go to preschool? My answer to that isn't necessarily yes or no. Each parent has a decision, but all I want to tell you is that by forcing your kids to learn things sooner than they are ready to, you're forcing the development of the wrong side of their brain, and this prevents them from being healthy. It stresses them out. It creates anxiety. It creates learning disorders and learning disabilities that would otherwise be unseen if it weren't for the fact that we were putting them in front of technology and trying to teach them skills sooner than what they are ready to learn them. That was a lot. So I want you to just let that sink in for a second. If we just let our kids get more movement and touch and human connection and connection to nature, we would ensure normal development of their posture. We would ensure normal development of their coordination. We would also ensure their ability to self-regulate, to determine between good and bad, to determine between right and wrong, for them to make good decisions for themselves so that one day they can take care of our country. 
This article in the Huffington Post goes on to say that young children require two to three hours per day of active rough and tumble play. Notice I said rough and tumble play. So this is not just playing video games. This is actively moving about, moving the joints of the spine, getting touch, getting stimulation to the skin, getting stimulation to the joints by movement. Touch also activates the parasympathetic system, lowering cortisol, adrenaline, and anxiety. Nature and green space has not only a calming influence on children, but it also enhances their ability to pay attention and promotes learning. Because here is the truth. If your kid is in stress mode, they cannot be in learning mode. The brain does not need to learn anything new or remember anything except for what's scary in times of stress. So going back to what I talked about in the beginning, when kids are chronically stressed, the only thing they want to remember what is scary so they can get away from it faster the next time. And so we have kids who are primed to be stressed out, to run from what is scary, not move towards what is scary, to run from things instead of being motivated to do things. And so we get kids who are chronically stressed out and ultimately this is kind of what it looks like. So we have kids who are on TVs, on cell phones, on the internet, we're sitting, they're isolated, they're not talking to people, they're understimulated, or I'm sorry, they're overstimulated because they're getting so much information into their brain but they're not moving and they feel neglected. This results in developmental delays or obesity, it results in detached kids, which can lead to ADHD or autism. If we have kids who are sedentary, we also have increased risk of diabetes, increased risk of stroke, increased risk of heart attack. If we have kids who are sitting and detached and they don't feel connected to anyone because they're just in technology all the time because they're not outside exploring and moving and having fun, these kids become addicted They become and they become violent. And then we have kids who get medicated, who become impulsive, and who are illiterate, which leads to an early death with no relationships and no job. And guess what? All of this is unsustainable. It's unsustainable for our future. So when a parent asks me why kids... Why kids from a big picture? Because they are going to have to take care of us one day. It is the fact. And I get very, very frustrated when people hate on millennials for this very reason. Because here is the problem, is that there is nothing wrong with millennials. Millennials had to be raised by someone. And my question is, who were they raised by? I had my conversation with my dad the other day, and I'm a millennial, by the way. Um, so I had a conversation with my dad the other day, and my, as my dad and I were talking, one of the things he said is like, he mentioned, oh, you know, the millennials. Um, and I just mentioned to him, I'm like, hey, dad, remember, I'm a millennial, number one. I'm on, the, I'm on the edge of it, but I'm still a millennial for sure. And one of the things that I mentioned to him, I'm like, dad, just don't forget who raised the millennials. You did and he's like, yeah, you know, I understand that there's a problem. And so this is the problem is like not hating on the parenting skills. I'm about to be a parent myself. I have no idea what it's like to be in that position, but I'm prepping myself now for it when no technology isn't going anywhere. So the question is, is how do we deal with technology? How do we get kids movement? How do we get stimulation to a kiddo's brain? How do we get them connected to people? How do we get them to experience human touch? One of the ways to do that is through very specific and gentle chiropractic care that not only wakes up their brain so they can come out of stress mode and into healing mode, but it also allows for a host of other things like being able to pay attention, being able to explore different emotions and not feel disconnected from everyone, being able to turn off impulses, the impulse to eat bad food or the impulse to lash out or the ability to just have willpower and self-control. All of these things that I just mentioned 
mentioned are controlled by the right side of the brain. And if the right side of the brain is understimulated, guess what understimulates the right side of the brain? Lack of movement, lack of being able to be a kid and explore and play and have rough and tumble fun. On the other hand, if we try to teach skills too soon to our kiddos, then we get kids who only see the small details, who are only taught to read, write, speak, be literal. Um, They don't like new things. They get really, really curious. And so we have these kids with these ramped up left brains that are all detail oriented, that are all go-getter oriented, and then we have anxiety and then we get depression. And so this is why it's so important is because as we adjust the spines of these kiddos, what we can do is we can start to balance out the brain so that they can better function the way they were designed to. Now there's nothing wrong with the stress response. Stress keeps us safe, but chronic stress will literally prevent us from being productive, it will prevent us from being present, and it will prevent us from being profitable in every aspect inside of our life. Not only will it prevent us from making more money, quite literally, as I shared in the study in the beginning, but it will also prevent us from profiting in the sense of having a long, healthy lifespan where we don't need a caretaker from the age of 55 years old. So this is why, kids, this is a big vision, but literally to change our future, this is why I love taking care of four-day-olds. This is why I love taking care of two-day-olds. This is why I love taking care of pregnant moms. This is why I love taking care of every person in between is because the chiropractic adjustment is so much more than getting someone out of pain. It's not about pain. It's all about the brain. It's all about being able to adapt to stress so that people can live their fullest potential in life, so that people can express their full potential from every, from day one through every breath of life and so that they can be high producers, so that they can provide more good than they're taking from the world, so that they can create an impact and so that our world changes for the better. And the only way to do that is through having a highly functioning nervous system. And so when someone asks why kids, this is why I take care of kids not because they ever had back pain. And if this dad who came up to me condescendingly gave me these remarks that I told you at the beginning, oh, kids and back pain, kids must just have so much back pain. No, we don't see people with back pain. We do see, I see adults with back pain, absolutely, but kids generally don't have back pain. And if they do, it's because their brain has been understimulated. But we see kids because we want them to be the best in school. We want them to be the best in athletics. And the way to do that, we want them to be healthy so that they can take care of us one day and make the best decisions for our country possible so we leave this place better than what we left it. That, my friends, is why we take care of kids. Hope you got some value out of this episode. I love and appreciate every single one of you for listening. Obviously, if you have questions, you can always reach out to me or you want more information. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can go to nexusfamilychiropractic.com and send us a message. Be on the lookout for something brand new that I'm dropping. It's called a healthy brain assessment. So one of the things that you can do is you can assess your family members to see if there's a brain imbalance. It's not out yet, but it will be live very, very soon. I will keep you posted on when it is. Until then, I just want to say I love, appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for tuning in. Leave me a review. Leave me a rating. Until the next time, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.